Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. And welcome, viewers. I'm so excited about this podcast. And you guys are going to enjoy this one. And today's podcast features four fabulous local moms. And we are here to talk about back to school. And back to school has shown a different format this um, fall season. And so I'm going to welcome my four panelists. Welcome, moms. And... um. And then I'm going to introduce, um, so we'll start up um, in the upper corner, Allison Hansard. Hi. Um, yes, I have twin boys that are 12 years old, and they just started seventh grade this week. Hi, Liz. Hi, I'm Liz. Hi. I have three children. Uh, my oldest is 13 and going into eighth grade. My middle child is 11. She's going into sixth grade. And then I have an eight-year-old who's going into third grade. And we have Sarah Curly Hill. Welcome. Hey, thanks Hi. for having me, Kimberly. My boy is Caleb. He is 10 and a half. The half is very important. <laughs> I can't forget Caleb is 10 and a half. And he is a brand new fifth grader this year. And Liz Nagel. Hi there. Hi. Um, I am Liz Nangle. I have a, I have two children, but one's 27, so this doesn't apply to him, but my 17-year-old <laughs> is still at home, and she started her senior year this week online. So we're going to dive on in to um, some questions about how back to school has formatted. And so I know everyone has, has started um, some different formats um, this year of um, online, of e-learning. Um, hybrid, which um, my two kids, I've got a eighth grader and a um, junior, I cannot believe it's a junior, and our um, one is going to be at a hybrid school and one's going to be in an in-person next week, so it'll be in interesting. Um, and, us, and also, um, so we've talked e-learning, hybrid, and um, in-person. So panelists, Let's talk about our feelings towards you know this year and what's our preference of those three different formats. You know, I'll jump in. I would love to see hybrid as an option in every school. Uh, for work, I work with physicians, and I know how important it is that if somebody has any symptoms of COVID, they should be able to stay home, self-quarantine at any time without missing a beat with school or with their learning. So. Uh, my school does not offer the hybrid option, but I do think that would be the ideal option for every school. And certainly with technology and some of the big technology companies we have here in DFW, I think it would be an opportunity that would be easily available to most districts and, and private schools. I, I agree with that. Um, my, we, we also do not have the option of hybrid this year. It's, we're starting all virtual and then we will have the option of either continuing virtual or doing in person. But I do like the idea of the hybrid to kind of ease everyone into it and you're still getting a little bit of everything. And I feel like it fills the gaps that the complete online is missing. So I hope that they're still considering that as an option. Um, we'll see. 
And I agree with that too. I actually would prefer 100% in person. And then also an option, if you didn't, weren't comfortable, you could stay home. Or there was also a hybrid way of those kids, like you said, to not miss a beat if they did become ill. But if you wanted to be 100% in person, I really wish that they would be 100% in person. But we're online totally right now. And supposedly on the 9th, we're going to go to a hybrid. I'm personally still kind of on the fence. I think that we've had such a just unexpected change of event. Uh, for us, they were setting it ahead of time a week ahead. Here is what you'll be doing this week with not much guided instruction at all. So at the time I felt like, man, I can't wait for that guided instruction, um, which I think technology really was suffering at that point. There wasn't really that you know, dedicated Wi-Fi or however we were going to start to experience what a virtual experience I thought would be. And we do have 100% virtual and it um, the internet connection's very slow. Um, and so it's like, hurry up and wait right now. I want an in-person experience just because I have that consistency that we're used to. So I'm still kind of all over the place, uh, scattered and <laughs> wondering what to expect for the future. It's definitely a new type of um, experience for our children, um, you know, with these all these different learnings. And I think this is the question that I really am interested um, on hearing everyone's um, viewpoints is the kids. How are you seeing an effect on the kids and this new system? Because obviously they've been out since, you know, with, you know, not in a school, a, a school that they're, they're normal, you know, school environment since March. And they're going back to, you know, what they ended with. Um, and I know a lot of mixed feelings. Um, I have um, an eighth grader now that, you know, he is, you know, he's very excited to be able to go to school um, and see his friends and be in his classroom and see his teachers. Um, but I'm just wondering when he gets there, is he going to be intimidated? Um, and, you know, how are they going, their interaction, are they going to be a little hold, held back? Are we seeing that, you know, on our children? I think it will be interesting when they do go back. I know that they're really craving seeing their friends and their teachers in person. And I think it just, you know, it's our senior year and it's disappointing. Obviously, we didn't have a spring. So the end of junior year was cut short. And now we're doing the exact same thing to start out her senior year. So I think the kids are disappointed and I'm hopeful, at least for my kid, I think she would be so excited to be in person that she wouldn't feel intimidated or scared. Um, she would just be excited to be there in person, be able to bounce those ideas off her teacher and her in person in the room and her friends and hear other people's answers, not be muted on a Zoom call for every class. So and I know for me, um, one of my boys is very social and he does well academically, but he needs that interpersonal relationships with people. He needs to see people and interact with them. But then my other one is a lot more reserved. He also is um, has a little bit of a couple learning issues. He is dyslexic and he also is in speech. And it's very intimidating for him just these first couple days that we've been all virtual. 
when they're doing the Zoom calls and the Go meetings and all the different formats that they're using, he it's it's and sometimes he feels he doesn't feel very confident because he doesn't feel like anyone understands him because he already struggles a little bit with speech. And while I know in person he doesn't really feel those same feelings, and so it's been I think it's a struggle right now. They are planning on going in person when we have that option. And they're both looking forward to it. They have a few concerns, um, but they're more excited about just getting back to their routine. They're very much creatures of habit and like their schedule and they thrive on that. And that's what we're missing right now. I know in our household, I'm trying to keep a schedule and trying, even over the summer, we try to keep a schedule because um, both my husband and I are both working remote also from home. So it's, it's a lot going on within our household. And so um, but it's been a challenge. I mean, I definitely can tell there's like almost a slight sadness to them when we start talking about friends and stuff. They still, they've seen some and they interact through their gaming and all that, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. And they're at such a critical social age in seventh grade and middle school that I feel like they need that. That's what, that's what I'm more fearful for than the academic side. I, I agree with that. It's interesting. Uh, when my children were younger, people used to always say, you were crazy to have three kids in four years. And I always <laughs> felt that way. Um, but right now in the ages they are, it, the nice thing we have, they have seen no friends since we got back from spring break. None. I mean, it, we have been very locked down and um, it has been stressful for them, I think, to not be able to see their friends, but it has been, and I was just saying this to them this morning, I had two of them uh, in with me and we were talking. I said, as a mom, it has been kind of beautiful also to see them get closer, the three of them have each other, be closer um, and, and have that time. But as a working mom, it's been horrible <laughs> because you know, there's all the guilt and all the craziness. And, uh, and I think that 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 probably has a psychological side effect too that, that we haven't measured. And I think this whole generation of school-aged children are going to emerge with very interesting psychological side effects from this. There's just no doubt. I was speaking to a colleague recently who likened it to uh, Gen Xers and kind of our view on things due to growing up during the AIDS epidemic. It's different, but it's similar, right? Like we we tend to be less risky and we tend to be more cautious and, and all of these things. And I think that we'll see those kinds of effects in our children due to this pandemic. And that makes me really sad. Um, but I think when it comes to going back to school, you know, it, it's impossible to know what the right choice is, whether to send them, whether to not send them. All we can do is hope that we're doing the right thing. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're dealing with something that we, couldn't imagine having your school year shut down and having to stay home and not see your friends and classmates. And it's just so strange for them that it makes me sad. I don't know what the long-term effects will be on their mental health because I do think it's causing extra anxiety in a very variation of ways for each kid. I, I agree. I think what I'm so worried about is, you know, they're going to have lunch and I see these pictures of, you know, how the format and, you know, that's the time where I feel like the kids need to really socialize. They need to have that break from school, but it's going to be more of a stressful time because they're going to be basically policed that they're not too close to someone or not, you know, you know, in so much a distance. And typically they'd have recess to kind of get stuff out of their system before they sat back in class and their recesses. I mean, they're not going to have that recess time. I mean, 
because and be able to just socialize with their friends or play a game of kickball or you know run around crazy on the um, playground and for those you know, few minutes just to exert themselves they just aren't able to right now and it's kind of it's going to I think for some and um, not all but I think I worry that some will have a paranoid and just you know be those the kids that are just scared to do anything you know they're almost like little robots <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and it's interesting, Kimberly, on the flip side, talking to uh, one of my friends who's a psychologist, she said on the flip side, they may turn into a generation that absorbs and lives every minute because they realize how precious it is. And and that's what I hope for them, right? Like, yes. I'm not sure that that's how it's going to go down, but that's what I hope for them. Right. And when I think about the, the flip side of the psychology that we discuss, I do think of that kind of dystopian nature, what school's going to look like. It's very very different than what we think. And, and I worry about what happens when a teacher gets sick or passes away or, you know, what's the psychological side effect on them then? It's just, these are such grave decisions. And while I'm very worried about the psychology of my children, I'm also worried about the psychology of myself and my friends, because this is heavy for us to make these decisions for our kids, not knowing what the right answer is. This, you know, it's just a tough time right now. It's tough, you know, it's tough um, having kids um, at all different ages. Um, I feel like I'm lucky that my kids are old enough that I don't have to hold their hands during um, any of the East um, learning because, and that one has an older one because I know I don't know math, um, their math this, these days, how they teach it. So my husband are like, um, get your brother to help. <laughs> but no, um, so let's, you know, kind of talk about and some other things with this um, time and, you know, how have you felt like your kids during the entire time and not necessarily um, is it just school, but just transitioned. Um, I know Liz made a comment that um, her kids haven't, you know, they've been hunkered down. They haven't been um, able to see and seen any friends. Has anyone else's kids done any you know, have sports started, which we can talk, well, that'll be a whole other subject we talk about, that. Uh, but, um, you know, have they started any of those, you know, things that they liked um, getting back into those things during this um, pandemic time? Yeah, my, one of my sons was doing, over the summer, he actually did a strength and conditioning camp um, that was offered through our school district. Um, and we were very hesitant at first when we got the sign up for it because um, he's supposed to be playing football this year, his very first year to play middle school football. Um, and so he was and he's really looking forward to it. Um, but so we, we decided to go ahead and sign him up. Um, we talked to several other parents and some of their friends that kind of are, um, we think, kind of similar. And we all said, OK, we're going to try it. And I mean, there was a couple cases that popped up um they really didn't relate it or link it necessarily to what was happening at the camp but i felt like they did a good job at um communicating with us being transparent and um in the long run it, it was a really good experience and he was so thankful he got to do that he also um plays hockey and so he's been the hockey rinks have been up and running since they were allowed to um there's a lot of requirements there as well um, so he's gotten to experience some of that stuff, which has helped also on the social side. Um, unfortunately, my other son has not gotten 
to have some of those activities because the things that he's involved in have not been one one place actually he, where he took martial arts closed due to um to everything being being having to be shut down they actually had to close their business and so it's really sad to see that um we dedicate time for them to do some outdoor time and they and luckily they have each other at the same age they do fight some but they also get along really well so they are fortunate to have like a classmate and a peer also in their house so it's been it's been good for us i have to say with us 17 year old left alone, her brother's out of the house at home. When we were in the beginning stages of the quarantine, it was not super fun. Like you can't see your friends, you can only see them on FaceTime or whatever. Um, but depending on friends, certain friends are allowing, you know, their kids to see each other. These kids drive, they're still meeting at the park. They're still going to Sonic. So there are sadly less places they're allowed to hang out. Um, but, you know, it's been summer. You can be outside and swim. So you can have people over that way. They're just having to make the best of whatever each parent deems appropriate for their own house. And if some of your friend's parents aren't letting you hang out, then you'll just have to see them on FaceTime. But otherwise, they, they, the teenagers are getting together. I think they're being responsible. You know, they had to, they're losing traditions. They had to make their own senior sunrise and they're socially distanced it. And, you know, there's just, we're adapting, but yeah, the teenagers are seeing each other. They're still hanging out. They're still, we had cheerleading camp at school two days, right? The week before school started, they had to wear their masks. They had to socially distance. I mean, the rules were in place, but they're still getting to do it. Football conditioning is happening at the high school and cross countries running and you know if they're doing what they're allowed to do as it becomes the rules we allow them we were able to um i've got an only child so this was really really just even devastating for him <laughs> he just no friends i want to be able to hang out with my friends mom and you know i in the especially in the beginning you know we still had the neighbor kids were playing together and I, I did feel that hesitation of like, I just don't know yet. You know, we have uh, a lot of family members that are, you know, at risk and older and just, you know, so we, we waited a long time before it was like, okay, you can go play it with the neighbor kids. One of um, them did uh, get it. Um, and, but what was interesting about it is that um, out of that family, it was just the one child that uh, got it from a daycare and the rest of the neighborhood kids that were playing, nobody, you know, said that they got it, but that was a big scare. So then everybody went back in their houses and nobody was getting together for a little while. We did have a successful art camp where they were temperature checking and it seemed like all the kids were healthy and uh, able to wear their masks. You know, again, a 10 year old, it's a lot easier to be able to expect them to wear a mask versus younger ones, right? Um, so that, that was our experience. Wonderful. Well, there's, it, I do like hearing that all y'all have You've been able to interact um, with something with their kids' passions um, in some way or another. I know my personal, I've got a teenager, which I'll agree with, Liz, you know, can't, you, you know, when they're driving, they're they're going to figure out some, some way. So there's been parks, um, gatherings, and things like that. Um, and it's all been outside. My younger one, he has not seen any of his friends. Um since March and um, the only he's met new friends though because he is dedicated with tennis and so he's you know, met um, some people at tennis 
um, training, um, his training um, deal that he does. But his normal friends that he's at school, he hasn't seen any of those um, kids since March. And so it makes me sad. Well, I really appreciate everyone's um, time today. And I feel like everyone has had, you know, different experiences. Everyone has different views. And at the end of the day, I think with school, I mean, we're just going to, it's a wait and see game this year. Um, I'm hoping, you know, for everyone's sake is that we do see some things coming back and that our kids can enjoy and look forward to and that everyone just be, you know, yes, we're going to have new protocols. Um, yes, we have to wear a mask, which I have a child that is just, you know, up in arms about that part. But, you know, I just told him it is what it is. And if you don't, you don't get to choose. And so, well, like I said, we'll have to, we'll have to have y'all back on um, in maybe about nine weeks from now and do a recap of what is going on now. <laughs> Sound good? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, ladies. And cheers to us. Y'all need it this week. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community. <laughs>